Welcome. Welcome back to Jokerman Classico, El Classico style. I'm Evan. I'm Ian. When I say that, I mean we don't have a guest, and we're talking about a Bob Dylan album. Uh, actually, this is really kind of a, a, a special Jokerman in that it's not special, but that's rare these days. Most of our episodes are special. This is really getting back to the nuts and bolts, of back to basics, Joker Men, because it's just Ian and I, and we're going to talk about a Bob Dylan album, and it's one that you probably don't know or care about that much. Yeah, this is this is a real kind of lunch pail nine to five episode of Joker Men, because uh, it's a real lunch pail nine to five kind of Bob album here. Yeah, uh, the album, of course, Together Through Life, the one that everyone knows. Um, from 2009. The second most famous uh, release of Bob Dylan's from 2009. You know, I think that this... It, well, what's the other one from 2000? Christmas in the Heart. 2009, that's right. Yes. Well, uh, this is a, a, a cool thing, I think, uh, that we're doing this. Uh, I'm excited to do this one. Maybe not excited. I'm just glad. It's refreshing to just have a back-to-basics a regular Bob Dylan album. And that's kind of the, how I feel about this whole album. It's like, oh boy, more Bob Dylan music. Yeah, it's a real kind of pleasure, pleasureful surprise that just popped up out of nowhere in one day in 2009. The, the, uh, that's really kind of the story of the album. Like He just kind of went into the studio to cut one song, I think, that is the second track on the album Life, Life is, is Hard. Life is Hard, yeah. Yeah, for a movie. And ended up deciding, oh, this is this is working. The vibe sounds good. The 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 band sounds good. I'm gonna write a record. I mean I'm, I'm here, he, you know, I'm in the studio. Yeah. I might as well <laughs> Well, you know, win in Rome. Uh and then he ended up, you know, cranking out a whole record and just dropping it on Columbia's lap. And they were surprised. Everyone was surprised. It just kind of came out immediately. And, and it, it got announced in March 2009, came out April 2009. And that was that was it. You know, there was a new Bob Dylan record out in the world, just a scant, like, what, two and a half, three years after Modern Times, right? Yeah. Which is a very short period of time, as we all know, in between Bob records, uh, you know, in, in, in these later days. Shall we just get into it? I don't think I have any anything more to say beyond that. Let's just keep it short and sweet. You know, sometimes it's just uh, it's just a Bob album, and it's it's just a, a great one to talk about and look at each song. And that's I think exactly what we're gonna do. And nothing more. <laughs> Not yet, anyways. First track. It's called Beyond Here Lies Nothing. Mm-hmm. This is a really cool uh, first even, like few seconds of, of, of music. It's just... <laughs> that, is, that is how it sounds, yes. Yeah. Um, I like this one quite a bit. Cool. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a, so, you know, the, this song, I think right off the bat, you can tell, uh, we're, we're doing something a little different from modern times. It's just been a couple, 
years since the last record, but this uh, song, and and as we're going to see throughout the record, rest of the record, it really doesn't have that kind of like like stately quality, I think would be a good way to describe the, the that, sound. That's a good way times. to, that's a good way to put it. It's you know, um, kind, of, kind of immaculate and just really neat, tidy, clean. Like this one, this one is not I, like I would that. Say this it's is clean, a little more lived but, in, a, a little more, it's, yeah, sure. But, it, but it's a little more kind of, um, casual, uh, ca- uh, casual, natural. Yeah, exactly. I, and, uh, I think that it actually, that, that flows perfectly well with the, what we were saying about that record, um, modern times, uh, relative to the, its, uh, predecessor love and theft where you had love and theft kind of, uh, the, the showcase for Bob in the new millennium kind of being very at ease with, uh, his stature his um, his grand master of rock and roll and folk music, uh, that, ty- that feeling that sort of, he, he just, uh, it seems like he's natural and comfortable with it. And that's not a record like, um, that feels particularly tortured or, uh, it, it it just feels kind of which like one doesn't feel particularly love tortured. and theft. I don't think it feels particularly tortured. It's not right. hyper emotional. Then you've got the follow up to that modern times, which is like a, an exp- expands upon the feelings of love and theft, and even has a little bit more fun with it, while still um, also I think taking great lengths to show a, a range there's quite a bit of range on that record. Um, a lot of different types of songs. Um, love and theft is kind of that way too, but I think modern times even expands upon that. And you can tell there's a lot of effort being put into, um, showing just how, how much ground Bob can cover and is happy Mm -hmm. to cover. And then where do you go from there? But, uh, Maybe you just do something like this where um, you go to accordion town, you go. Yeah, you go to Houston. <laughs> uh, you go to the accordion store and um, <laughs> you then you decide to make a record. Um, you sell your guitars and you buy accordions. You're selling your turntables and buying accordions. <laughs> buying accordions. Yes, exactly. Um, and uh, th- what I mean by that is that this record has all of the fun time uh, sort of mature Bob quality of, of those previous records I discussed with like none of the high stakes of putting out a, you know, Bob Dylan L long playing record. It just is. Yes. It's more the feeling of an EP. It feels like it could be an EP, but of course Bob Dylan doesn't really do that. Um, he just, sometimes yeah. he puts out a, an album that like, which this has happened before, you know, you get records that kind of pull a, a planet waves on, on you. I was just going to say, I, I see a lot of similarity. This, this record kind of rhymes with planet waves in my, in my mind, just as a, you know, kind of pretty light, pretty short effort that came together sort of effortlessly, a real kind of clearly like just feeling it with the band in the studio kind of thing, uh, coming on the heels of, a, a, an interesting period of time. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's sort of low stakes really is, is the only way to describe it. 
um, or lower stakes uh, than something like Modern Times or Love and Theft or Time Out of Mind, you know, that really kind of weighty trilogy uh, that had uh, taken the preceding decade. This was kind of a way for him to just sort of like, you know, get get back to basics and chill out a little bit, I think, before uh, wrapping up this first decade of this new millennium. The song itself, Beyond Here Lies Nothing, uh, is just a great attitude piece, I would say. You've got, it's got like a good, it's, it's a great road music. Um, I don't mean that just because of the, the cover, uh, which has uh, a, a, some kind of beautiful beatnik couple um, making love in the back of a car as it careens down the road. It's just got a, a great Americana quality. And actually, that term is what it won uh, a Grammy under. Did you know that? I didn't know Best that. Best Americana album. Interesting. Americana is such a, such a, like, like. It's a weird, t- it's one of those, it's like new age, how there's like yeah, a category, these what, subcategories at the Grammys. Very hard to determine what does and does not qualify as Americana. Yeah. Well, uh, this album, I think it's a good that it won for that because uh, this is a great example of what that could be. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I certainly, you know, I, I, uh, I think Bob deserves all the awards that he can get even from the despicable Grammys. Uh, but Americana is just not the first word that jumps to mind here. But again, it's the, well, the, the lyrics, you have to look more, you have to look closer at the lyrics to this song where he goes, well, I love the stars and stripes. I love (laughs) the American flag. Oh, I love the bald eagle. Yeah. I love Coca-Cola and fries. It's a fun song. Good palate cleanser, good good setting the table for what is going to follow on this record. That's right. Which is? Uh, Life is Hard. That song that was written for that film. Do we know the name? The, movie. the The name of the movie? Uh, I do know the name of the movie. Um, let's see. Uh, My Own Love Song by Olivier Dahan. It's a road movie. Okay. Uh, yeah, he got from, be- best solo rock vocal for uh, Beyond Here Lies Nothing as well. I just wanted to point that out before we move on. Well, well. Uh, yeah, this is a road movie, 2010, directed and written by Olivier Dahan, starring Renee Zellweger, Forrest Whitaker, Madeline Zima, and Nick Nolte. Safe uh, to say this f- movie has been completely forgotten. Yeah, I had never even heard of this movie in the first place. Um, oh boy, I'm uh, I'm just looking up um, Olivier Dahan. This is a real cool looking guy. You I'm see this at, here? I'm looking at him. Oh, just, do, do we... <laughs> that's the smallest soul patch I've ever seen. <laughs> and the eyebrow oh piercing gosh. up here with the sort of newsies cap. This guy is extraordinarily French. He looks like Mike Patton. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, man. Not sure about this guy. Not sure about Olivier Dahan. Do you like Life is Hard? <laughs> it's a pretty song. You know, life and, and, you know, really, life is hard when you think about it. 
Yeah, well, without you near me. It has that old crooner style, uh, a styling to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, life is uh, hard without you near me. Um, zero plays live. Beyond Your Lies, nothing. 453, 434, excuse me. Uh, life is hard, zero. Interesting, uh, interesting kind of... That's good. Um, Play counts on those two. I wonder how the rest of the record's going to be. Anyways, the band, yeah, there's a mandolin here. Uh, a cool band that Bob put together for this one. Uh, obviously, he's got uh, he's got he's got the old ringers: Tony Garnier on the bass guitar, uh, George Roselli on the kit, um, Donnie Heron on uh, a whole assortment of instruments: steel guitar, banjo, mandolin, trumpet. And then the two kind of additions uh, to the team for this one, Mike Campbell from the Heartbreakers, Tom Petty's uh, you know, longtime guitarist, who I think he's playing in Fleetwood Mac these days. Um, yeah, uh, so he played guitar and mandolin, so that might have been him oh, on wow. the second uh, second track. And then David Hidalgo from Los Lobos on the accordion for the most part. Um, uh, and also the guitar here and there. Um, so cool, uh, you know, cool dudes to, uh, to bring in Los Lobos is, uh, is a cool band. I'm glad they are a cool band. Yeah. They're a yeah. band that I have not really dove so far into, but I, uh, you know, all, you always see them on like people's, they're real musicians, musicians. Uh, a lot of people who are in cool yes. bands go like, Oh, I like Los Lobos very much. And, uh, it's cause they're a good band. Yes, precisely. Is they're they're cool dudes, uh, and Hidalgo has also played with uh, with old Lucky, uh, old Lucky himself, um, Roy Orbison. Not uh, Lucky on, uh, with Lefty. Lefty, I thought Bob was Lefty. No, yeah, you're no, right. Excuse Bob, me, Bob, Bob is, is lucky. lucky. Yeah, Roy is Lefty. Wow, I'm I'm getting my Wilbury trivia to, uh, all mixed up here. Somehow figure out another reason to talk that's gonna, about them again. That's going to need to be uh, an edit on the uh, on the. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll edit. Make sure that people don't hear how little I, I remember about the Wilburys. Um, can you guess, uh, Evan, what score our friends at Pitchfork.com awarded this album? Who? Um, can I like make my best educated guess? Yes. I would say 5.4. All right. All right. So you, so you clearly have the review pulled up on your end. No, I don't. You don't? I don't, but it's possible I just remembered that from seeing it once. I see. Okay. It is 5.4. Okay. That burned into my mind then on some <laughs> level because I've surely seen that before. I don't, I'm not going to pretend that I'm that good. But um, yeah, I remember five point four. Um, that's fucking. That's wrong. What an awful! Uh, what an awful! Just awful website in general. And you don't even really get to give them that much. Like, oh, it was a different time. It was two thousand nine. Exactly. Yeah. You don't get to. I mean, not to like get into it, show our hand, but like, uh, yeah. It's this is this is a good album. It's not bad. Yes, correct. It's certainly it's not good, a, and it's not bad. Not bad. Yeah, Pitchfork uh, uh, quotes Bob saying, "As far as I know, no one else, no one else out there plays like this. Uh, you know, plays music like this today, yesterday, and probably tomorrow." And then they go on to say, "This suggests that he has never heard a moderately decent blues band in a bar. 
The one genuinely unprecedented element of the band's sound is his singing voice, which at this point is a wonder on the order of a wrecked 67 sob that still manages to start, even though the rust has penetrated clear through to the steering wheel. So that's that's a good description, actually, but um, it it that's a good thing. That's cool. This guy, Douglas Wolk, needs to shut the fuck up. Well, he's... He's perfectly good at writing about Bob, but um, he, he needs to just realize that what he's saying is a compliment, and it's not a bad thing to be that way. Awful. It's actually cool to sound like you are a completely rust-encrusted old car. <laughs> and that dig about it being like, oh, any blues band could do this, it's like, um, I don't know. They don't, though? Like, they don't do that? I can, I can assure you that any random blues band at a bar does not play like Bob and Tony and George in the studio. Also, they, um, the, the blues is different and it's better when, I mean, it's, it's a Bob Dylan. Just Jesus. That's exhausting to even think about. Let's uh, move on. Uh, Life is Hard is a good song, but I wouldn't say it's like my favorite on this record. I think there's others that uh, spark my interest personally a little bit more. Yeah. And it seems Bob, too, doesn't love it so much, uh, considering how how few times zero he's ever played it. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Seems like it just kind of uh, served as inspiration for what was, was going the, to. Yeah. The start of the, the, the raging fire uh, that would become everyone's... Um, go-to album. Yes. <laughs> the, the well-known and universally lauded album together. through that, well, Yeah, that's actually important. The album that everyone knows. That's what I meant to say. Yes. The next um, song on Together Through Life is, it, you could say Together My Wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's, my wi- it's my wife's hometown. Yes. So uh, Robert Hunter is the collab artist. He is the um, the Jacques Levy of the Jacques this record. Levy of this record, correct? Uh, Robert Hunter, the, the a legendary lyricist for the Grateful Dead, very enigmatic, very mysterious man. Who um, I just love. I love Robert Hunter. I love to think about him because it's like a guy who wrote some really great lyrics and then just some that are really weird and <laughs> or like really bad <laughs> um, or boring. I don't know. He's just, he's a really fascinating figure to me. I, I think he's, um, I think he's some, he must've been some kind of genius. He only passed away in 2019. Um, and uh, Bob talking about working with him, there's a lengthy interview that uh, we both just read. And um, I think he just says something like, well, you know, you just uh, you just do it. Like when asked how you write songs with Robert Hunter. Yeah. You wrote a lot of these songs with Robert Hunter. How does that process work? Uh, Bob says there isn't any process to speak of. You just do it. You drive the car. Sometimes you get out from behind the wheel and let someone else step on the gas. He right. that. So that's how one writes a song with Robert Hunter. And uh, when you do that, you get something that might sound a little something like this. My wife's hometown. Which is... A song... Uh, where, where, is, uh, where is his wife's hometown, exactly? Cleveland? H- Ohio? H-E double hockey sticks Whoa. in hell. Damn. That's where my wife is from. 
Sounds like a the, real, uh, well, you know. Bob actually you know, says. You know the word. He says that it's a compliment, believe it or not. He does Isn't that, that twisted? Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that <laughs> twisted? He says that it's actually kind of, a, it's like the song's meant to be a compliment. And that the only person that the song could be about actually gets a kick out of gets it. Gets a that, kick out of it. That it's not um, a song that he gets in trouble with uh, his family for, uh, or his significant other, whoever that lucky lady might be. This is a very funny song, uh, particularly considering the refrain is literally just, I, it's, I just want to say that hell is my wife, my wife's hometown. Most of the other my lyrics, wife. my wife's hometown, most of the other lyrics don't actually even relate to this statement. <laughs> That's a um, really great uh, lyrical device where you just go, I just want to say, and then you could say anything. Then you could the say whatever can, you want. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> a sample verse. Well, there's reasons for that and reasons for this. Yeah, I, true. I can't think of any just now, but I know they exist. I'm sitting in the sun till my skin turns brown. I just want to say that hell's my wife's hometown. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It reminds me of uh, the uh, the basement tapes type of uh, feeling. Uh, maybe you know, honestly, maybe when I, you I, when you just read them like that, I'm like, oh, that sounds like. Uh, you know, apple I, suckling tree. I punched myself in my face with my fist. <laughs> I took my potatoes down to be mashed. Just want to say, this is the million dollar bash. Yes. <laughs> uh, it, it's. I think it, it's clear that they kind of got off on this one picture or concept idea of uh, hell being uh, his wife's hometown and then sort of just, you know, uh, plugged, plugged in some random words here and there around it. Um, And that's totally fine. I think the song completely works. That's, it's sort of like a one, it's like a, it's like a punchline kind of song. Like that's the punchline. And you don't know the first time you listen to it, you don't know, you know, it just says my wife's hometown is the title. You don't know where that hometown is. So, you know, you got to wait till you get to the punchline. Uh, and then every time you listen yeah. to it thereafter, it still comes across. I think it's great. And uh, it, it musically has this very languid, sort of sleazy sound. It's a, it sounds like the soundtrack to um, tanning as an old man. Yes. Chain smoking at one of those tables with the sort of like pebbled glass top. And uh, you're like on a chaise lounge in Encino and mm, the sun mm-hmm. is beating down and you've got some some kind of, uh, you've got some ice cold fresca. Fresca. I feel like old people like fresca. Interesting. Yeah, I, I can see that. This song is also very unique and I believe... It's the only song that I can think of where Bob Dylan does a comical, a cartoonish laugh. Oh, the chuckle at the end! I love the chuckle. Yeah, you like a chuckle. like a like a Dracula, <laughs> like a like a snidely whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's unique. <laughs> so good! It's so good. And of course, guess what? This song has a lot of. Accordion. Accordion, absolutely. Some great accordion playing on this one, too. The next song, also, <laughs> guess what's on there? Uh, accordion? So much. H- huge amount. Right off the bat, in fact. 
This is your favorite song on the record, is it not? Absolutely. This is my favorite song on the record, and really, like one of my, I, you know, I've been, I've been, I've been meticulously <laughs> pouring over my my 100 song ranking uh, as we move towards uh, the Jokerman 100. Jokerman yeah. 100 coming soon for Jokerman's 100th episode. Uh, and this one is right up there, really. Like, not, you know, top 10 for me, necessarily, but it's, you better believe it's making an appearance on the list. It's that's, a great song. That's really funny. I, I agree. The real Bob heads, they think like, oh, you know what's the best song he's done in a long time? Key West. Mm. The The bigger brain, the bigger galaxy mind, connected right to the Godhead, That that's when you realize that actually, if you ever go to Houston, is better than Key West of the of the um, like six plus minute songs to feature accordion prominently. Actually, if this one's five forty eight, you can round up though. It's a good double bill with uh, Key West. I think they're both about places. Both about places. They both have accordion. Yep. And they and they both um I don't know. Uh, they're both by Bob Dylan. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> uh it's a, it's just it's a I, I think it's a perfect little morsel. Um you know that that accordion riff. I love saying I love just da, the fact da, it's uh, it's infectious. Da, it just da, makes me grin. This uh, da, you know it's da. perfect. Uh some great pedal steel on this one too. Um it's a real kind of like um I, it, you know, it's it. It seems to me sort of like it exists within the Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid extended cinematic universe. Like this, this song, this lyric, oh. this sound could could fit right in there with you know. Billy, they didn't want you to be exactly, so free. or or Heaven's Door, or the classic Turkey Chase. Yeah. Um, Do you have a favorite lyric from this? Uh, I love. I'm partial to the last uh, the last verse because uh, mostly because he says San Antonio, um, uh, and anytime Bob says San Antonio, you know you're listening to a great song. There's at least two other songs in which he says San Antonio. Do you know? Do you know which other songs I'm referring to? I'm listening right now to If You Ever Go to Houston, so I can't really think of other songs at the moment. Okay. Um, <laughs> but let's try. This is a fun little game. San Antonio, clear down to San Antonio. There's one There's one uh, very big song that I, in particular, am a big fan of. down to San, San Antonio. San Antonio. San uh, Shit, I don't know. Could be from uh, sometime in the middle of the 1980s, a song. Oh, is it Brownsville Girl? It sure is Brownsville Girl. Oh, <laughs> but is there another, what's the other one? Well, so the other one is a recent release off of a recent album of his uh, mm-hmm. from the last 12 months or so. Okay. Maybe the best song on that record, as far as I'm concerned at least. Uh, I mean, what is the best song? Are you going to say Key West? I'm not going to say Key West. Mur- does he say San Antonio and Murder Most Foul? He does not. What? Is- oh, the best song being uh, I've Made Up My Mind yes, sir. to Give Myself to You. I'm giving um, myself to you, I am, from Salt Lake City yeah, to Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. From East from LA to San Antonio. I don't think I can I don't bear, think to, I can live bear my life to live my life alone. alone. Yeah, that is true. 
So that's, that's the, another that's, great song. That's the San Antonio trilogy for you. And folks. a re- reveal of that hot, sort of warm take that, it, that that's one of the best. That's the best song on that album. Oh well, just uh, just wait till we revisit uh, Rough and Rowdy. We're gonna have all sorts of hot takes on that. Um, Next, Forgetful Heart. Yes. This one seems to have the most plays by far, or the second most on streaming service. Yeah, after uh, besides Beyond Here Lies Nothing, which is just there because it has it's the first song on the record. It's the I, first there, song. There's got to be yeah. some reason that this one sticks out. Like it's on. Yeah, like it, was, the, it was probably it was used Netflix in like a something. movie or like NCIS. Did you see that? Uh, Apparently, Things Have Changed is on the NCIS official soundtrack. I saw, yeah, um, I saw the thing you posted on, on, on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listening to Things Have Changed with that being the cover art is so good. Yeah, it's so funny. It's just like, <laughs> like a police badge looking thing. <laughs> do you like this one? I do. Uh, yeah, this is good. You know, it's a little it's a little dramatic. It's it's sort of a come, definitely a come down from from Houston for me um a little little slower pace and a little more you know kind of uh, uh mercurial I would say but it's uh, it's got a nice kind of dramatic mood you know you can you can kind of see the sun setting uh, on on mm-hmm. on the west uh, on the southwest but it doesn't go full drama mode like the thing that I like about this record one thing I really like and you get a sense of here is kind of this song feels like the closest thing that you get to like time out of mind f- vibes mm. on here. Okay. And it's, and it's not that close to that at all. It's like, it's like a, a friendlier sort of like more down to earth version of a sad or like lonesome song. It's kind of still coming from a place of fun or like just kind of feels off the cuff. It's not like mired in that deep, like dark emotion. Mm. Um, it's just as, is more of a vibe. It is definitely a vibe. Yeah. You can, you can, uh, just to get back to the, the sort of feeling of this whole record, it really has that factor that certain Bob records have, which I, I like to call it the, you can put it on factor. This sure. is an album you can you can put on. You can just put this on anytime, really. Yeah, that's true. You can put this on out, out at a cookout, and nobody's gonna like bother you about it. Probably, no, someone it's probably. just like gonna. It'll probably just bl- blend into if as long as nobody there is like a tyrant who wants to put on awful music. People probably just uh, let this set the scene and kind of enjoy their hot dog to it. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Yeah. This is definitely much more of a put it on record than something like modern times, for instance. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's not quite a put it on record. Other put it on records for, for some perspective, um, throughout Bob's career. Love and theft has a good put it on quality. Um, I think that, uh, what else you've got, uh, I think you can pretty much put on, um, like we said before, uh, Planet Waves. As a Planet Waves. Put, put, I think put Shot of Love factor. qualifies Shot as of a put-it-on record. Shot of Love absolutely has put it on energy, put it on quality. Um, 
It, it, you know, I've been thinking a lot about Shot of Love lately. Really? Yeah, I kind of have. Don't tell and me you're I going Matt this, Farley on me. I'm not that far, but I, I do think <laughs> that I've been thinking about it in terms of this record um, and and this very thing that we're touching upon, the put-it-on quality of certain mm. records. Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid, maybe quietly the most put-it-on album in Bob's uh discography wow in some ways because it's so you know you can just you can just put that thing on you really can just put that one on nashville skyline put it on <laughs> uh self-portrait look you could put it on that one is that i think that is really a put it on uh put it that's on that's like that's the the one of the put it on. That's if you're really into putting it on. If yeah. you're like, if you're into music that you can put on, but you're like hardcore into that, then you put that on. Yeah. Some albums that are not albums to put on. Blood on the tracks. Blood, absolute never, never to put that on. Definitely not to put it on. Right times there. they are changing. Do not put that on. Not to put it on. Uh, blonde on I'm blonde. On. Actually, put don't on. don't put blonde on blonde on. You can't put that on. Mm. Uh, you'll feel bad when nobody listens to it and they don't catch the lyrical subtlety. Your <laughs> girlfriend doesn't say like, this song's actually one of the best things I've ever heard. And you'll feel bad for having put it on. So don't put it on. Yeah. When uh, the ghost of electricity howls and bones of her face just kind of goes in one ear and out the other, you're going to really feel like a piece of shit. When she's just talking over it, when you're, when somebody's just like, showing you a TikTok, don't put it on. Okay. <laughs> uh, new morning. I w- you know, would advise you to, uh, put on the song on it called, um, the man, the man in me, me. <laughs> but that's then, it. And then put it off, then turn it off. Yeah. Cue that one up, put on, uh, that song and then don't just, you know why I feel like this is a, this is, going to get us in trouble saying that. But uh, if you're new to the program, I would just urge you to listen to our new morning episode. But um, I don't know. Uh, you know why you can't put it on is because you can't uh, you can't you can't really put on if dogs run free. Mm. You can't really put on winter sign on the window. You, you, you can't really put on three angels, father of night. There's just too much on there that you can't really went put to see on. the gypsy. Yeah. You're going to, you, there are some put it on songs in there, you know, the, went to the see title. gypsy is it's a borderline put it on, but no, I don't, I don't think it really fit. I, I think, you know, uh, yeah, if not, not for you, the title track, uh, locusts, uh, you know, those are all there. Uh, but yeah, you're just going to hit bumpy waters for most of that record. It's, it's going to be, people are going to be looking at you like, what's, what's going on here, man. Uh, of course, Come on, infidels, man. street legal. These are not, you can't desire even I don't you cannot put on desire because of hurricane and being the first like certainly you just not can't. Yeah, you're gonna get you are gonna get in real trouble I feel like some people act like desire is a record you can put on but it's not it's definitely not it's a record that like has all the trappings and it really makes you want to do that but you can't do that imagine trying to put on Joey just no no it's not gonna not gonna fly it, it can't be done. No. I think that we've made clear what, what, what this means. Um, <laughs> this very scientific concept of putting on, putting on put, a record. Putting on, well, what's the opposite of putting on? Um, 
uh, listening to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> paying, paying attention to. Caring about. Yeah. Um, putting it on. I don't think we need to put too fine a point on it. We're not going to elaborate any further. I think you all understand what we're getting at. Oh, one uh, more that we should cover, though. Basement tapes. I would say you put it on. I think it's a put it on. Put it on. Put it, put it on, on. A, any any version of it, especially ones where it doesn't have any songs uh, by uh, the band only. Mm. You gotta you gotta put take those off. If those you, those yeah. Those you know the the other day I was I was just like in the park. I was on my day off. I was feeling so good. I had um, bootleg series eleven, the basement tapes playing, and that was just terrific to put on. So. Just goes to show you uh, when the songs are good and written and sung by Bob Dylan, it is good. And when the songs are not and they are written and sung by uh, Robbie Robertson and other members of the band uh, several years after the fact, you know, it's, it's. I would, I would, I would actually, to be a little bit more specific, say that the songs don't have to be good, but they have to be sung by Bob Dylan. That's true. <laughs> uh, and also. To just note what we spent the last few minutes talking about, um, sometimes the best songs are not the ones that you put on. Correct. Visions of Joanna, not a put it on. Well, if you want to know what makes this record so good to put on, the back half of it anyway, you'll have to tune in next time. Where we, uh, wow, very good playing. Ian is feeling that that free spirit, that energy from this album. Yeah, I sure am. As we podcast together through life. Join us next time and subscribe to the Patreon. I, um, we really don't like bug, bug people that much about it because we're... Um, cool and we don't care about money. We're not sellouts. We usually forget. <laughs> Jokerman. If you ever go to Houston, better walk right. Keep your hands in your pockets and your gun belt tight. You'll be asking for trouble. If you're looking for a fight If you ever go to Houston Boy, you better walk right If you're ever down there I'll back me a little more You better watch out for the shining star Better know where you're going Or stay where you are If you ever down there On Baby Alamar 